Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about being here today. I'm excited about what God is going doing for us, with us and through us each and every day. I always say it because it's a fact. I'm excited about what God is doing in the midst of us. That's exciting to know. Beloved, it's exciting to know that God loves us. He cares for us. And he's concerned about us. That's interesting to know. A lot of people today, is there a problem with that? Okay, hold on. If I'm on with this, yeah, uh, uh, Twitter, Twitter is a, a nightmare to me for some reason. I don't know what's wrong with this Twitter. Ah, uh, it does what it wants. Hold on one second, beloved. Amen. I'm just excited about God and his grace towards us <laughs> in the midst of all the crazy stuff that goes on. But it's just beautiful to know that God is in control, regardless of what's going on. Amen. Let me see what's going on. This connection here is a little wacky here with this system sometimes, so we got to make sure everything is right. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Amen. Get your Bibles. Amen. Get your Bibles. And let's begin with the Word of God. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, you know, you ever get one of those days that um, nothing, <laughs> nothing seems to be going the way you want it to go. Okay, let's hope that that's working properly now. Okay, bow your heads with me, beloved. I hope this works properly. I said I hope. It acts crazy. Bow your head with me, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I come before you today in the behalf of every liberal soul that's under the sound of my voice today. I thank you for the souls you saved already. I thank you for the yokes you already broken. I thank you for making ways out of no ways today, oh God. I thank you for making ways during the week. I thank you for helping those in Haiti and Afghanistan and not only there, but wherever. Your presence is, and where your presence is needed, I ask you to continue to move in the midst of them. Break every yoke under the sound of my voice of those that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bible. Amen. Get your Bible. Okay, you're the working then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, technology is funny, you know. Get your Bible. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. I want to talk to you today about rest. I want to talk to you today about R-E-S-T. Everybody needs rest. Everybody must rest or the body's going to shut down. Everybody must rest. That's an interesting subject. There are many, 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 many things talked about the subject of rest. Many things. But I want to focus today on rest from God. One of the most important things in life is to actually have God's rest operating in your life. 
I'm serious. It's not a theory. It's not something you think about. It's a fact. We need to have God's rest operating in our lives. He state. get your Bible and go with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 28. And let's talk about rest. Father, we thank you for another day. Amen. Let's talk about rest. Okay, chapter 28 of Isaiah and verse 12. Let's read what it says. For to whom he said, This is my, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing that ye would not, yet ye would not hear. Let me read it again. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith. Ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet ye would not, they would not hear. That's us. That's us, beloved. That's us. We doing it our way, we're not doing it God's way, and that's the end of the story. It's our way, or no way, God. And that's it. And that's how we think. And that's how we lose out with God. Everybody wants to be blessed. Everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be comfortable. But I want to tell you something, beloved. You got to rest. Not you'll be miserable. And I also learned that resting comes from God. I also learned that we must rest in God in order to obtain the blessings of God. This scripture here talks about something unique. The Lord done. This is for what it says. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing Yet they would not hear. They didn't want to hear. Now, now people say they want to be happy. They want to live in peace. They want to be rest away from all their bells and all their troubles and all their nightmares, etc. A lot of people like to watch horror shows. Listen to this. Check this out. A lot of people love to watch horror shows. And then some of them are terrified at night when they go to bed and have dreams about the movies that they watched that was terrifying, and they can't rest. They're too busy fretting and freaking out over the movies that the monsters or demons or whatever they see in the movie. <laughs> they cause their own self to lack rest because they watch those movies. But the scripture here tells us something. The people was off it. The leaders was off it. To show the weary to go to God that they can rest in him. But they would not do it. They refused to show the people that they can rest in God and be refreshed. This was no refreshing from God he was offering. And it's unique. <coughs> it was unique. Amen. God was offering a refreshing. When I drink water, it feels very refreshing, especially when it's ice cold water. 
But God was offering the people of God a refreshing, the worry was able to come to him and rest in him. But the leaders didn't want them to know that. And that's the same thing today. The leaders today, both of these leaders are mostly focused on self, success, wealth, especially during the outbreak. They got to pay for those buildings. So they're going to scam you. They don't care about you resting. They don't care about you prospering. <laughs> they want to make sure they're taken care of. Their lifestyles are upkept. Their buildings are taking care of gas in their car. Their wives are looking glamorous as can be. But God offered rest to his it's a better to have a hangman loose around your neck than to mislead God's heritage. Let me teach you something here this morning. And let me explain something to you today. That God offers you rest on your job, in your home, in your personal life. is something you have to obtain. Nobody can obtain it for you. Nobody can get it for you. Nobody can give it to you. God can. You could get a house. Get a nice car. And you could sit back in that nice, comfortable car. And rest yourself. But check this out. It's temporary rest after a while. You got to get out of the car. Amen. Because you can stay in that car in the wintertime and the summertime, blow the air conditioning in the summer and the, uh, the heater in the wintertime. But after a while, you're going to have to get out that car and put some gas in it. Because you won't be able to drive it in nowhere. The air conditioner ain't going to work after a while. The heater ain't going to work after a while. Rest. God offered these people an opportunity to rest. And there's a thing about resting, beloved. It refreshes you. It refreshes you for your next step, your next day. I remember I told a story about me. Uh, I worked with a, 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 um, a temporary agency some years ago. And then I worked with uh, the temporary agency some years ago. I uh, I got to work at a, a bread company. And while I was working at the bread company, beloved, this is funny. I was sent there to work eight hours, and I overheard them talk about uh, uh, working an extended. I made sure <laughs> I worked about 36 or 26 or 27 hours. The supervisor was screaming. <laughs> he don't work double time. He said, aren't you tired? No, I don't want to rest because I wanted to make the money. Many years ago. Rest is something that God has always offered man. That's why he allows us to lay down in a bed and rest. Because he know the human body has to rest. The Bible said God created the heaven and the earth. And what on the seventh day? What did he do? He rested because he seen all his work was good. He rested on the seventh day because he seen all his work was good. So he rested. Amen. Amen. But man, as you know, is more insistent on working until he drops. And some people do it. Some people die on their job. They work till they drop dead on their job. That's not God's plan, beloved. You got to apply God's rest to your life each day. You got to rest your body so you can be refreshed, so you can think clearly, so your organ and your body re re refreshes. Drink some water, keep your body cool and refreshed. Don't abuse your body. Get the rest you need. But it's something about rest. 
this scripture shows the leaders that want to make sure that the, the people were able to go to God, especially the weary people, the older people, to rest, go to God and rest. And that it was also a refreshing to restart over. And sometimes we need to restart. Sometimes we need to be refreshed so we can restart or move on to the next level. People constantly talk about going to a higher level in God, but they don't rest in them. How can you go to a higher level in God if you don't rest in him? How are you going higher in God and you don't know how to rest in him? You don't know how to trust and rest in him and depend on him. You cannot go in a higher place, beloved. Stop deceiving yourself. You got to learn how to rest in God. Let's move on. Let's go to the book of John. Talking about rest, something, something all of us need. The book of John. And chapter 11 and verse 13. All right, chapter John, John chapter 11, verse 13 says, How did Jesus spake of his death? But they thought he had spoken of taking, of taking rest in sleep. I'll read it again. Listen to this verse. How did Jesus spake of his death? For they thought he had spoken of taking a rest and sleep. That's what's wrong. People don't know what God's rest is. That's really what's wrong. People think God's rest is financial money, stock, securities, bonds, a big house, a big car. That's not resting God. Those are materialistic things. You work on your job 35 years and you decide to retire and you feel you're going to rest. It's not that simple to rest because you've been working every day of your life. You're not just going to jump in the bed. Oh, I can sleep all day. You're so programmed to get back up and you think you're going to a job and there's no job to go to. It takes you a while to adjust and get yourself together to be retired. But this whole thing here, Jesus, this is where we miss it, beloved. This is where we miss it. Jesus was speaking to the disciples, and they had no fuck about it. They didn't even have a clue who he was. It's funny. There's these guys walking with Jesus, eating with Jesus, sleeping in the same place he was sleeping, watching him pray, going out to pray with a minister, whatever, and they still had no clue that they were walking and talking and living with the son of the living God. Almighty God's son. They had no clue who they were with. They had no clue when he talked. This wasn't the parable he was talking about. He was actually telling them. And they had no clue that he was talking about Lazarus was dead. They had no clue. Look at the scripture here. Look at the scripture. Verse 14 said, And then Jesus said unto them plainly, 
Lazarus is dead. They didn't get the revelation, beloved. The Bible said, work out your own soul salvation, right? But you got to rest while you're doing it so you can work your soul salvation out. You got to rest along the route. Preachers kill themselves, running all over, running revival everywhere, no rest, and they kill themselves. Give themselves heart attacks, cut their life off. The Bible talk about there were men of God that were night unto death because they didn't rest. You got to rest. You got to take a break because you're not a machine. God knows souls need to be saved, but you still got to rest. Did you hear me? You still got to rest, beloved. You go to work worrying every day about your job. That's not rest. That's fair and unbelief. Knowing if that job goes today, God is going to make a way for you to get another job. Or get the money you need lawfully to take care of the things you need to do. That's when you're resting God. That's when you lay your head down and go to sleep and you're not worrying. I'm serious. There's many people that worry, 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 worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow haven't even come and they worry. They can't change tomorrow now. It hasn't come yet. There's going to be a bill. They know that they got to pay tomorrow, but tomorrow didn't come yet. And they worry about how am I going to pay that bill? You got to learn to trust God and depend on him and rest in him. It doesn't listen to that. Rest in the Lord. The way we used to sing a song. I learn how to lead and depend on Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yes, we did. Come on, what you sing that song? I learned how to lead and depend on Jesus. See that? We learn how to what? Lean and depend on Jesus. Amen. And then the song goes, listen to this. I found out if I trust him, he would provide. So the song says, I learned how to lean and depend on Jesus. I found out if I trust him, he would supply. Now that song is telling you, but you got to do what? Learn how to lean. And depend on Jesus. And if you trust him, he would provide. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is personal. I would listen to Pastor T this morning, but you were saying she really was getting into it about your personal relationship and getting the fire God in your life. And it's true. We really got to get the fire God in our life. We really got to get God's power in our life and stop this religious nonsense. Yes, hallelujah. We got to stop this religious nonsense and get saved and get some power from God. Hallelujah. And get some authority from God. Hallelujah. So we can rest in him and depend on him. So we can depend on him and that we can trust him, that we can lean on him. When everything falls apart, we can lean on God. Glory to God. We can lean on God. In the midst of all of our troubles, in the midst of all our tests, in the midst of everything going on, yeah. that we can trust God. You can trust God. 
Hallelujah. You can trust God. You can trust the living God. You can trust the living God. Hallelujah. You can trust him. He's worthy. Glory, 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 glory. You got the rest in God. Yes, yes, yes. You got the rest in God. Hallelujah. Amen. You got the rest in God. Amen. And thank that rest in God daily. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank the rest of God daily. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. glory to God. You got the rest in God glory, and trust glory. in God. Glory, hallelujah. When nothing seems right. Oh, when everything just don't seem right. No money, no job. Got light bills to pay, gas bills to pay. Rest in God. Rest in him. Amen. Rest in the living God. Hold God to his word. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Amen. He's capable. He's able. Glory to God. He's able to perform when we can. When we can't perform, God can. When we don't know where to go, when we don't know where to turn, God can perform. Amen. When we rest in him. That's why this song says, I learned how to lean and depend on Jesus. And if I trust him, he would supply. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm serious for me, you, and everybody else. During this outbreak, we really got to trust God. Yes, yes. We really got to expect God. And you, you, you can't depend on people. You got to really trust in the living God for you. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Glory, God. Glory, glory, glory. We got to trust God to break through the powers of darkness and bring deliverance to us. Yes. I'm serious. Glory. We be delivered. We be made whole. Lives be changed. Our provisions are made. There used to be a time people trusted God. I don't know about today. They trust in man. God is my provider. He's my captain. When I fly, I trust God. This scripture here tells us something unique. The disciples had no clue in verse 13 what the Lord was talking about. Amen. Yeah, they had no clue. That he was talking about Jesus. That Lazarus was dead. He ain't know nothing. Jesus had to plainly state, Lazarus is dead, dudes. Like, oh, I didn't know. Resting in God's confidence. Resting in God's confidence of his word. And the, oh my goodness. And depending on him. When everything is not right. When everything is wrong. Nothing seems right. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah 
I just got trying to be calm and cool today and not be speaking in tongues and jumping around. I'm just getting excited here. And then listen to Pastor T. She's trying to ex really explain about getting on fire for God. We like that. We don't want to be on fire. We want to be all mediocre. Get fire in your soul. So uh, 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 Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 20 says, listen to this. But the wicked are like the troubled sea, which cannot rest, who waters cast up mare and dirt. Let me read it again. The wicked are like this troubled sea, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up Merton deer, mere and dirt. That's the wicked. I'm say toil and toil and toil and toil and toil. And it can't rest. People, that's not say, don't have confidence that God is going to work everything out. But they don't know him. They're going to use every natural mean they can to make things better for them. They're going to use every tool that they can find. Some, not all, but some will use every tool they can have to bring them some kind of peace. Whether it's war, prostitution, whatever. But the wicked is like the sea. When it's trouble. See, sometimes the sea is nice and calm. But when you get too close up, Towards the, the banks, the water starts, the, the, the water starts washing and washing and washing, and it's trouble, then it's trouble, then it's trouble, and then man comes up. That's not God's plan. God wants us to speak to the sea, speak to the mountains, to bring clamness, like he did. Like the Lord spoke to the sea, and it became clam. It calmed down, got quiet. He simply said, peace, be still. He didn't beg him, please, please, but he just said, peace, be still. That's when you're resting God. Amen. In fact, Jesus Christ was sleeping in the ship while the, 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 the sea was kicking over, making all kinds of noise and, and, noise, and because the disciples were chicken, the sea knew it, the devil knew it. That's why he frightened them. Amen. He frightened them in the sea. They were scared. Oh, my God, we're going to drown. And the Lord is sleeping on us. This guy is sleeping on us. It's the master. We're going to die. <sighs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Master, we're going to die. I am you sleeping. Bow your head for a moment. I want to pray for those who watch the TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I touch every liberal message. You touch every liberal soul. Save, deliver, and make free. Break every yoke in their life. Give them rest in their souls and hearts. Save them right now in Jesus' name. Now, listen, beloved, you can go to the website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org. Leave a testimony. Leave a prayer request. I'll become a partner to help us with the TV broadcast and other stuff that we're doing in Jesus' name. Let us know how you're doing. We're always willing to pray for you, and you can come back on Wednesday night for Bible study right here, 8, 15 p.m. Okay, now listen. The disciples were terrified now because the seed was kicking out. Instead of being faith, faithful, they were terrified and went to the Lord and said, we perish. And the Lord said, who perishes? 
Who are you talking about? Who's bullshit? I'm here trying to take a nap. And y'all get your, your, have the time to rest a little. He said, what are y'all talking about? That I can see it. Go down and shoot about where I'm going to die. And it all walks out there and say, peace be still. And the C say, yes, sir. Just like that. Yes, sir. The Bible said Israel became clam. They say, yes, sir. I'll behave. Whether the devil was in that water or not, when the Lord spoke, the sea became clam. And shut up. There's hmm? something about when the Lord speaks. Hallelujah. When the Lord of glory speaks, everybody got to shut up and sit down. That's when the Lord of glory speaks. The disciples still, check this out. Still didn't know who he was. They were like, what kind of man is this that deceiving over here? They still didn't know who the Lord was. You want rest, you got to get to know who your Lord is that gives you rest. Amen. They still didn't know who the Lord was. This man done fed thousands, done done miracles. Now he spoke to the sea and told it to shut up and behave. They still didn't know who he was. And you want to know why people don't rest? Because they don't know who the Lord is. They shout, they turn, hey, praise the Lord, everybody, hallelujah. And now you hear testimony, the Lord just blessed me with $5,000. I gave the church a thousand, and he gave me five thousand. Hallelujah. And they speak it and show them they carry it on. I have no rush thing, God, because they don't know. They know materialistic things that God do, but they don't know God. They don't know him. You can't rest in somebody else. You want to know something? Let's take a, a guy and a girl. This guy met this chick today. And she think he thinks she gonna rest in his arms all night. She don't know him from Adam. He just said hi. And then he got all these thoughts in his head. And she, oh yeah, she's mine. She's gonna be resting in me. I'm gonna be up today. She don't know him from Adam. And she's not coming to rest in his arms. That's simple. She's not resting in his arms. And it's the same thing with the Lord. Because you're seeing the Lord do something, don't mean you're resting in him. Don't mean you know him. Oh, so that I might know him in the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. Yet to know the Lord for yourself. Let's move on. Amen. Let's now run over to Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 12. <clears throat> yama, 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 yama. Matthew chapter 12. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. Hallelujah. Glory to Mama Chapter 3. Chapter 12 of Matthew and verse 43. I have no idea. God is in control. When unclean spirit is gone out of a man, listen to this. He walketh through. Dry places seeking rest. 
and find this now. Let me read it again. When unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth not. Even spirits want to rest. Even demons want a place to rest. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. Even demon spirits want a place where they can rest their head. So now we know demons can rest. Isn't that something? If you didn't know, you know now the Bible said the demon spirits looking, going through dry places, trying to find somewhere it can rest and be comfortable and torment people. Oh, that's what they do, you know. When they can't find rest, you know what they're going to do? They're going back home. You say, oh, that's good. They're going back to the devil. No, 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 no. They're trying to go back to that house, that person that they were living in before because they can't find no rest nowhere. So they're going to go back to that person. And if that person has not accepted Christ as their personal savior and been filled with the power of God, that demon is going right back into them. They're going to take them over and do the same older. And the Bible said when a person backfired, they picked up seven worse spirits than they had in the beginning. Rest. Rest. Resting in God requires something of you. You know what? I constantly try to tell people this is a personal relationship. This is a personal relationship. This is a personal relationship with God. Not with your pastor. Not with your wife. Not with your best friend. Not with your Sunday school teacher. Bible school teacher. It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that we all must come to and accept. That those spirits are going to come back and rest in us and wreck our lives and Amen. make us more lost than we are. Give us religious spirits and bring all kind of worship demons with them. They bring their friends. They're not coming along. Read the scripture. They're not coming along. They're bringing some buddies with them to make you worse off than you started. So you got to be careful who you be around and what you do. This scripture here, look at this verse, beloved. It says, when the unclean spirit God is going out of a man. He walketh through dry places, seeking rest and find none. This is the Lord speaking. He's telling you what goes on. He knows. He's telling you what exactly goes on. You ever seen a person backslide and they worse than they was in the beginning? I've actually seen it. It's the worst. Nastier attitude. Worse than they were before. I got a relative. I call him Brother Four Letter. I think I mentioned him years, a while back. This relative, everything come out of his mouth is four letters and five letters or curse words. He got a cursing demon in him. God knows whatever demon he got living in it. You got to rest in God. You got to allow God to deliver you from you. See, the biggest problem we have today, why we don't rest, self, this flesh, this flesh causes us not to rest in God, because it goes by what it sees. 
It goes by what it hear, what it smell, what it tastes. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted us, and that's what we need to do. We need to taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts us. We need to feel God's presence and his power and his love life every day. Glory to God. Every day. When an unclean spirit is going out, a person come back home looking for somewhere to rest. Could you want me to tell you why? <clears throat> if you notice, wherever you go, when you go somewhere, generally speaking, you can't kick off your shoes, pull off your shirt or blouse and relax because you're not home in your home. Okay, when I go to a couple of friend houses, I don't kick my shoes off. I do. I have a couple of friends that tell me, when you come to my house, my house is yours. <laughs> I could go in their refrigerator, make me coffee, make me whatever I want. It's not still not my house. I can't pull my clothes off in front of them. <laughs> like I do at home. And my wife takes one look at me and say, God, you sure ain't no sick back. <laughs> Said you sure ain't no six pack. Well, I'd rather my wife be telling me I'm not a six pack and I pull off my clothes from other people. They say you look like a fat pack. <laughs> I make a joke about a 12 pack. I seen a 36 pack, you know. <laughs> but God wants us to be able to rest in Him. Amen. God wants us to be able to obey Him. Every step of the way. God wants us to have confidence in him. And obey him. Hallelujah. I don't know. Pastor Timon got me stirred up today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of God. <laughs> but think about this, beloved. In order to rest in God. You got to allow him to give you rest. Did you hear that? Amen. You got to allow God to give you rest. <laughs> it sounds funny. People, you say, oh, you're so tired. Oh, sometimes I do be tired. I'll be physically tired. I'm talking about two types of rest here. Physical and spiritual rest. Medical and spiritual rest, both are required. Both are required as you live each day. Sometimes I'm physically tired and my spirit can move on. Sometimes my spirit don't want to be bothered. I just want to just do nothing. But the scripture here tells us in chapter 12, verse 43, when an unclean spirit is going out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and find nothing. He's going back home. Going back home. We were living before. But if he go there and find a Holy Ghost there, Jesus Christ there, he has to make a U-turn and go back and find somebody else. Because that person has been given rest from him. All right, let's go. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. 
and verse 11. Look at that verse. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest, into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Let me read it again. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief as the children of Israel. Running around aimlessly. You know we could do the same thing? We could run around aimlessly and never, ever obtain the rest in God. I, was, I remember some years ago, I was talking with another pastor, and he was talking about another pastor's mother-in-law. And they knew that the mother-in-law was treated bad and constantly harassing everything. And he said, you know, that woman needs rest. She needs to rest. And not too long after she passed away, she needed rest from her, her, her family, her in-laws. She needed rest. They were draining her life out of her. God wants to give you rest here where you can walk every day peacefully with yourself. It don't mean you're going to be at peace with everybody, but have peace in your soul and you can rest in God. You got to have rest in your soul. Hallelujah. That you can rest in God and God can give you the rest that you need. Amen. God wants to give us rest in different things. We have bills. See, the one of the things God wants to deliver us from is from worrying and unbelief. Unbelief is what kills our faith and our rest in God. That's why people fret. That's why people jump off bridges and all of a sudden commit suicide because they can't rest. And that they have built. And they don't trust God. I hear stories about preachers committing suicide also. Because they couldn't take the pressure. They couldn't take the, the hassle and, and all the pressure from the people and all the stuff they were going. But they didn't learn how to rest in God. I've been preaching for, uh, I think, 35 years. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I've been preaching since 1980. I've been preaching since 1980, I think, five, 84. All those years that I've been preaching did not guarantee me every day was going to go the way I wanted to go. Amen. But I learned over the years to rest in God. You have to rest in God if you want to achieve anything in life. Because what will happen along the route? You go, you, you have a job and it's not enough money to pay your bills. You're going to worry <clears throat> and you're going to lose out with God because God is your provider. He's the way maker. That's where he's for. That's what he's for. He wants us to rest in him. He wants us to rest in him. Amen. He wants us to rest in him. He wants us to rest in him. But we got to be willing to rest in him. People have jobs today, especially during this outbreak time. You really got to trust God. I mean, you really got to trust God. You really got to trust him. You got to really uh, reach out and lean on him to make ways out of no ways for you because there's so much stuff going on. You can go to your job tomorrow and say, I'm sorry, we have to let you go. If you don't know God, you're going to start fronting. How in the world am I paying for my car? How many you you know you don't thought in advance 
about your next car note. You don't thought about your mortgage. You don't thought about everything. You don't added everything up already. Told God you can't do nothing for me, so I got to figure it out myself. A smart person that rests in God, they of course you're gonna be upset. You get laid off or whatever the case. But a smart person is gonna say that rest in God. I know God gonna make a way for me. I'm not beating myself upside the head. I got many bills myself personally. I got ministry bills. I got business bills. And I got personal bills. I'm not pulling my hair. Oh, I ain't got much hair. <laughs> I don't have much hair But I want to keep to what I have. I'm not worried. I'm not serious. When I say I'm not worried, beloved, I'm resting in God. Because I'm not, I know God going to make a way. That's his business. My job is to live right and preach the gospel and tell people the truth. It's God's job to provide. I don't have to tempt God. I know that God will provide. I don't care what it looks like. Yeah, sometimes I look bad sometimes. But bad has nothing to do with God. Amen. Did you hear that? The Bible said everything that God did was good. The Bible said everything God made was good. That's why he rested on the seventh day, because he said everything he made was good. Oh, uh, y'all ain't listening to me. The message tonight is rest. I got ministry bills. I got business bills. I got personal bills. <laughs> why am I laughing because I'm resting in God? You think I'm going to sit there and feel sorry for myself and have a pity party because I got bills. I'm not the only person that got bills. The Bible says, stand still. Now listen to this and see the salvation of God. When you're standing still, you're resting. You're not moving. That's what it means. When you stand still, you're resting in that spot. You're not doing nothing. The captain of our salvation, Jesus Christ, is the way making up a body and a yoke break and a burden better. But we gotta learn how to rest in God and expect Him. Amen. You know what? People don't rest in God because they're scared. I keep telling people faith and fear and unbelief don't mix. Faith, faith and hope go together. Unbelief and fear, their buddies. Unbelief and faith hates each other. They don't get along. Let's look at that verse one more time. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11 says, Let us lay, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Least any man fall after the same example of unbelief that the children of Israel follow. That's why they dropped in the car, their carcass dropped in the wilderness. Don't be like that. Don't let your carcass drop in the ground and you miss out on eternal life. Don't miss out on eternal life. Because your carcass dropped in the ground, you die. Without God. When you die, I know people say, well, the priest is gonna pray for me. <laughs> what priest? The guy that goes to the bathroom like you do? The guy that got to eat food like you do? 
the only priest that you should be looking to is the son of the living God that ever makes intercession for us. Did you hear what I just said? The son of the living God, Jesus Christ, is the one we should be looking to. We're so wrapped up in man, we hook up on everything. You know what? There's some people that won't pray unless they pass the tell them to pray. There's some people that won't fast unless the pastor say, let's fast. There's some people that won't read their Bible and say, let's read our Bible. The pastor said, let's read our Bible this week. Whose salvation do you have? Rest. Because of unbelief, the children of Israel lost out with God. People say God wouldn't kill nobody. They killed themselves. I don't care how much, listen to this. I don't care how much God tries to do for a person. If that person does not trust and believe God, it's not going to benefit them at all. They're still going to be lost. And the funny thing about this, they'll stand before God and God will say, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. And you still rejected me. You still lived in unbelief. Stand, Beloved, stand still and see the salvation of God. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm chapter 4. Psalm chapter 4. And verse 8. All of the word of God is good and nothing is to be refused. Listen to this. Psalm chapter 4 and verse 8. Ah, you, I used this verse in our Wisdom for Life scripture series this week. I think it was this week, the last one. It says, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only maketh me dwell in safety. I'll read it again. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For, for thou, Lord, only makest me Dwell in safety. Who dwells in safety? He maketh me to dwell in safety. You want me to tell you something? There are people that have stocks and security. They can't sleep because they worry about losing everything. If I had $10 million worth of stock, I'm going to sleep. And I'm going to sleep in Christ. I'm going to not die. I'm going to sleep, lay down in my bed, and I'm going to get me some rest. And leave my stock and my security in God's hand. Because besides, he knows it all anyway. He already know what stock going to fill. He already know what stock going to grow. He already know all this stuff. I'm not kidding you. He does. But people. And I'm, I'm also talking about safe folks. They live in fear. Over their job. Over their children. You want to know another? No, you want to know something else that's really, really bad. There are so many saved men and women. They live in fear of their spouse having affairs and cheating on them. They have never rested in God. They have never rested that God was going to keep their spouse from cheating. I'm serious. They live every day of their life. Listen to every conversation a husband have on the phone. Or who he's texting the wife does. And the wife, the husband do the same thing. They got their phone locked. 
Yes, I keep my phone like because I don't want none of the kids when I'm around them to get a hold of my phone because it happened once before one of my nephews answered the phone. One of my clients, and I had, didn't know. I didn't find out until after I was screaming mad. Don't touch my phone. Oh, my wife knows the passcode. But the whole thing is, people live in fear. Uh, um, they live in fear that they're going to cheat on them. And they live in fear every single day. Every woman they're around, if they come home late from work, they got to make sure they stay up so they can see what time they come in. That is not from God. I'm going to keep saying this. I don't care who disagree with it. Learn how to wait on God for your husband and wife. Let God give you the Bible. Say, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. And yes, the Lord did say everybody not to be married. Everybody's not to be married. Some people, God, they'll get married and no, God said no. And I know some people like that. In fact, I personally know two people. God told me to tell them you're not getting married. They get the two, these two people know each other, but they didn't know, they wasn't together at the time that I talked to them. They both had a dream, a vision, something. I don't remember the dream of vision. They're two different times. And they asked me, Bernard, what you think of this? And the Lord, I, I guess he just opened my understanding. I, actually, I, I interpreted the dream to them. I said, uh, you're not going to like this. You're not going to get married. What? How could you say that to me? I'm not going to get married. The devil is a liar. Okay. The next person here later. I knew the boy, the guy that they were supposed to be married. Check this out. But she had a dream and she told me the dream. I interpreted it to her so you're not getting married. But I, now I'm going to be honest with you. This case, I knew the guy personally. I personally knew him. And I thought they would get married. And did. And then she had this dream and I interpreted the dream. I said, you're not getting married. Next thing I know, I don't know if it, how soon it was after that, they broke up. This guy went on to marry somebody else I know and have a few children. That individual, until this very day, is still single. Both of those two people are both single saints to this very day. And it's been 20-something years. Yeah? It's been over 20-something years and they're still single. Because when God says something, <laughs> he performs it. But now if they went and got somebody after God already instructed them to stay single, they probably would be getting their behind whip or worse. I'm not kidding you. Because I know of a young lady that God told her not to marry a man. That man stabbed. Oh, my God. That man stabbed about, I think, 30 or 40 times with that. It really happened. Not make believe it really happened. She was told to run out of the church at the altar. When she was at the altar, she was told, run for your life. She stayed there and married him and ignored the prophet. She got what she paid for. I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to scare nobody. I'm telling you a fact. If God tell me to tell somebody something, if you tell me a dream and God give me the interpretation of the dream, I'm going to tell it like it is. Even though sometimes I clam up because I'm like, oh, I'm just going to kill my mind. I tell them that. It's like sometimes I used to go do a revival and whatever God I got to say. But now it's going over this now. That's why I haven't been invited back to many churches because I tell the truth. I've told on pastors about what they were doing. I didn't know them. 
I was invited to church to speak. I didn't know nothing about it. I just tell what God say. Go about my business. Ain't nothing special about me. It's just God. So the scripture says here, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only maketh me to dwell in safety. It doesn't mean, I want to clear up something. Sometimes once in a while you may have a restless, or once in a while you may have a restless night. But we're talking about laying down and sleep in peace, not in fear. Did you hear what I said? You want to lay down and rest in peace. And now if I'm not, I'm not living in no fear. I'm not. When I say it, I mean it. I'm not biting my I'm not living in fear. I'm never gonna live in fear. I don't care if everything, you know what? I was sitting right at my desk here at the home from years ago, and a tree fell on the house. It didn't bother me. I heard something go boom. Knocked it, <laughs> broke open the roof. The water pouring in. <laughs> I'm not living in no fear. God's going to take you. He sure took care. He covered me. God knew where to let the tree fall. It didn't fall on me. You got the, I'm, I'm serious when I say this. You really got to trust God when you go on the highway. I have to, I constantly testify many things the devil do with people. And they do it for spite too. But I'm not moved. You got to learn how to release yourself and trust in God and trust him. You're not going to always understand everything going on, but trust in God, beloved. Learn to lean on God. Learn to depend on God. Amen. In the midst of everything. Learn, excuse me, learn to rest and trust in God. Because the truth is, beloved, at the end of the day, hallelujah, you got nobody else. You can't depend on your husband. You can't depend on your wife. You can't depend on you because they're going through things themselves. People, a lot of people get upset because their wife or their husband can't do everything they want. But they're human too. They got emotions. They got issues they're dealing with too. Sometimes they don't tell you. Sometimes they don't want to tell you because you're going to think they're off their rocker. I don't tell anybody I'm, I'm going through. I just keep my mouth shut. Look to the Lord. But laying down and resting in peace when you get in that bed. I'm not living in no fear. I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> not really. I'm not in a horror movie. Some folks in a horror movie, like I said before, they like to watch a horror movie. Then they tell, I remember a sister when she was like that. She would watch horror movies. She was telling me, and then when you get in that bed, she don't have a dream saying, Jesus, 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 save me, save me. <laughs> That's what she used to do. Jesus, save me, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I wonder what the Lord was saying. Uh, why you keep doing this cuckoo stuff if you're afraid of watching them demons in the movies? Amen. <laughs> That's what she used to do. One hand, she said she liked to watch the horror movies, but then she was saying she calling on Jesus when she started having them nightmares. <laughs> let's move on. Let's go to um. <clears throat> let's go to Matthew chapter eleven. Let's go there real quick. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Always King James verse. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. 
Listen to this. This is the populace, a verse that everybody, all the preachers quote, but listen to the verse. This is Jesus speaking. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you a rest. Let me read it again. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you a rest. I mean, let, let, let's look at the verse one more time. Look at the verse. Jesus said, come unto me. He didn't say go nowhere else. He didn't say go to the pastor, the bishop, nobody else. He said, come unto me. Amen. And then he said, all y'all folks that labor yourself to death with worry, faith, unbelief, and securities. All you folks, come unto me. And are heavy laden, burning down with stuff you can't shake. Burning down because you were sexually abused as a child. Burning down because you lost loved ones. Burning down because they're going to repossess your car. Burning down because you can't pay your bills. And the Lord said, I, me, myself, and I will give you rest from all of what do you mean? God said he'll give you rest. He'll give Amen. you peace. He'll give you tranquility from all of that. Oh, if you want it. Because the scripture says, whosoever will, let them come. There's no particular person, right? Black, green, Chinese. There's no particular person, no race of person. It's individual. Whosoever will, let them come. Let them come and rest in God. People go to church buildings. Some people go to church just to rest from the misery at home, the abuse at home. I remember when I was younger, I used to take work. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding you. I used to take work from my job to do sit and join service. I used to have to put this stuff together. Um, uh, I used to work for a law firm many years ago, and I used to have to put the files, the, the um, phone numbers from all the clients together so they could... Uh, Pay, be paid for the time on the phone and everything. Now I sit there doing service sometime on Friday night trying to put everything together. But when the service got good, I had to forget about that. So I'm giving God praise. But that's what I was trying to do because I, I had to get it done before I got to work the next month, Monday. But the whole thing here is at back then, I didn't know about really wrestling God. I would have left that stuff right at the job. Say, forget it, that. I do it Monday. I'm going to rest this weekend in God. Oh, today. I'm going to rest <laughs> in God. But God wants us, because God works six days and seven days. He said he rested. We got to learn how to rest when God gives us a day off. Sometimes we got to take a day off. Yes, the rest and do not. Brother Oliver used to always tell me, Pastor Wells, rest yourself. Sit down. I had to stop practicing it. Sounds funny. But I had to actually, I'm a grown man, brother. Oliver used to always tell me, he treated me like his son. He used to say, say Pastor, well, sit down and relax yourself. I'll go there and talk about business. I don't want to talk no business today. That's what he was saying. Just relax. Just have a cup of coffee. Just relax. Be nothing. I was so used to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, I miss brother Oliver. Been around 30 years. He told me how to rest. He told me how to rest in God. 
I want to teach you the same. Sit down and relax. Stop worrying about your bills. Stop worrying about your husband or your wife or your children, your nephews, those that are sick, and turn them over to God and rest in him and look to God to work it out because he's a way maker. He's a provider. He's a keeper. He's a savior. Amen. I'm not just telling you something I heard. Don't do something I know for me. First, I am Bernard. Well, and God knows me as Bernard. God called me to be evangelist. God called me to the ministry of health first. God called me to be evangelist. God called me to be apostle. Oh, excuse me, pastor. But he still knows me as Bernard. Oh, I'm not famous like all these other TV preachers. I don't have a gazillion people following me that I know of. Because they sure not support the ministry financially when we need it. <laughs> um, but God knows me as Bernard. I'm still past the well to you guys. But God still acknowledges me first as Bernard because Bernard is the guy that got saved all those 30-something years ago. And now you service. No, it was no Pastor Wells back then. We were some little bitty, puny, under 19 pound, good looking guy. I wasn't bad looking. Good looking guy with no ball slot and all that other stuff. I was one of the good looking dude. I knew I was good looking because I was nice and slender, wore nice clothes. But I still had to get saved. Hmm. Oh, I was going to be lost looking good. But I learned over the years how to rest in God and not fret. And people say, you know, you don't fret. Not really, no. Be honest. One person was upset with me when they said, you don't get frustrated all of a sudden. I said, get frustrated, but I don't fret. But stuff, if I don't understand something, sometimes I get a little frustrated. And then God will cue me in. But I don't be fretting. Nah, I don't know what to do. I'm so crazy. <laughs> ain't never happening. I'm going to trust God. Let's look at that verse one more time. 1128 said, Come unto me, all ye that are late, all ye that labor and are heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If only we could really accept that and actually go to the Lord truthfully and tell me, I need rest. I need rest from my fans. I need rest from my bills. I need rest. I want to live on this earth. But I need rest so I can enjoy my salvation. Because he's a joy of our salvation. So we want to enjoy it. I want the Holy Ghost. I want power in my life. I want to utterance. I want to speak in tongues. I want to speak privately to you. I want to worship you in peace. I want to glorify God. And I want people to know that I live for you each day. But I got to rest. Amen. You got to give me rest, Lord. Let's move on real quick. We almost finished. Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 30. Look at what it says. 
Listen to this. This is nice. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. For God gave him rest round about. I like that. Let me read it again. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. For his God gave him rest round about. Want me to tell you why? God gave him rest because all the countries and nations around him were scared to death. All the kingdoms and all the kings were scared to death because they heard of what the God of Israel done. Now Jehoshaphat, his whole realm, his kingdom, it was nice and quiet. You could walk out there and enjoy yourself because his God gave him rest. My pastor, Apostle Lee, Apostle Johnny Washington used to say, you can live right in the midst of hell with everybody doing everything. You can walk peaceful and resting. I don't care what nobody doing. If all the women strip all their clothes off, it ain't moving me. I got to live holy. Y'all can walk around buck naked showing your behind and everything else. So, at the end of the day, I have to be saved. I can't be lusting after you because I'm going to be lost. Them old demons going to come back and get me. <laughs> I don't want that. Before I was saved, I was a coward. I don't want that coward spirit to come back. <clears throat> I don't want that spirit to come back and get me. I got to be saved. Pastor Washington used to say, you all for this. And here in this church right now, he was talking about all 4,000 of us. He said, but it still will not change the fact that God is a healer. Amen. So anybody can run crazy in the United States of America in 2021. It's not going to change the fact that God is still a mind sustainer. It'll never change the fact that God is capable of keeping you in peace. He will keep his peace. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts us. You got to trust in God. Have peace. I'm not, I don't care. I'm not making it up. I don't care what other preachers do. They preach and don't believe what they know. That's their business. I'm not living in no fair. I'm going to rest in God. I don't care about things. Look bad, raggedy sometimes. I have to put my car in the shop. I don't know what it's going to cost, but I'm trusting God. Because we spend our time, this is true. We spend our time worrying, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to do this? Forget about worrying about how you're going to pay and start praising God. God said he inhabits the praises of his people. We fail, beloved. We fail because we don't praise God. Did you hear what I said? We fail because we don't praise God in the midst of what's going on. That's why we don't win victory. That's why we don't get promotions. That's why we don't have some good friends because we don't praise God for God to give us good friends. Let God give you good friends and rest in him. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9. We just about finished. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. And it says as follows. Listen to this. 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 sums up what I've been talking about today. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. I'll read it again. There remaineth a rest, therefore, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. There's rest available. Do you want it? Do you really want rest? Or you want to fret your life away? Do you know? Bill Oliver told me a very interesting subject. He said two things. One of the things he said was, if you're going to pray, don't worry. If you're going to worry, don't pray. And he always say, worrying ain't changing nothing. You're not changing one thing. Your bills aren't going away. You worry. You know what? You could tell you. <laughs> I heard somebody say this. There was this guy that was marketing. Uh, he's a million, multi-million now in one of the companies. But he said, before that, every time the bills came in, he just tore them up and threw them in the garbage. He said he only kept, I think, the, the white envelopes. Because he said the white envelopes, uh, when the white envelope came in, it mean that they were going to shut off his lights or something. So he he, he opened it. He knew he had to open it and look and try to see if he could pay a, a couple of dollars to keep the light on. But he said, oh, all the bells, credit card bills, everything else, he just tore them up, threw them in the garbage every month. Because they're going to keep sending them. Any. <laughs> I know this is true. Don't you notice you get your bill? Either they send it to you online or however. They still send you your bill, right? They still send you your bill. They still send you your bill. You could say, ah, I don't want to mind this. I'll throw them in the garbage. Throw them in the garbage. They're going to just keep sending them and keep sending them. Our creditors stop calling you. They never, you notice they never stop calling you? Now they call you with different numbers. Rest in God. Rest in God. Amen. Therefore, remain at the rest to the people of God. Are you the people of God? Rest in Him. How can you not rest if you wanted the people of God? Stop going by what you see. You say, oh, Pastor Woods, you don't understand what I'm going through. You can't see what I see. I don't want to see what you see. That's the problem. A person may be overweight. They say, look at me. I look at the mirror, I'm overweight. I, I'll never lose weight. That's the problem. You keep looking in the mirror, keep seeing that fat person, and you keep saying, I'll never lose weight. You never rested in God. Yeah. I was pushing almost 300 pounds in 2019 and 2021, or 2020. I knew that I need, I knew I needed to lose weight. Lo and behold, God heard me. He said, okay, I'm gonna let you lose weight, but it's not gonna be the way you think. Oh God, I need to lose weight. I need to lose, it hurt me. I need to lose, I don't know what to do. Blah, blah, blah. He said, okay, I'm going to let you lose weight, but it's not going to be the way you think. I got sick with the virus, and within a week, I lost 45 pounds. I'm serious. I did no exercise. I ain't done nothing. I was laying in the bed sick with the virus. I lost 45 pounds. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I ain't making it up. I really lost 45 pounds. I'm making it up. 
I'm serious. I was I was passing the threshold of 300. I got that virus. They did about a week and a half, I think. And I lost. I lost. I don't know. I have no idea how it was done. I have no idea to this day how I lost that weight. I hardly went to the bathroom because I was scared to go in the bathroom. When I, <laughs> that's a story by itself, being scared to go in the bathroom. But I don't know how I lost all this weight, but God do. I have no side effects from the virus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But some people do. God brought me to. I'm not making nothing up. This is all real. But I needed to lose weight. I don't recommend nobody getting the virus to lose weight. I have no, I, 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 I can't to this day. I can't figure out how that happened, but God does, and I'm grateful. I got room in my clothes. Also, I'm gonna call. I gotta keep putting holes in my belt. That's all I can tell. But however, I'm grateful. I rest in God. I trust Him, and I want you to trust God. I want you to learn how to trust God. If you don't know, learn. Ask. You know what? One of the biggest problem is, um. A lack of trust and unbelief. Amen. A lack of trust and unbelief because we don't believe God. Hear us when we pray. We go to church. We say, we say, I'm telling you, God is real. The Lord Jesus Christ is real. I make believe. Not a religious thing. Religious stuff is when you just go to church religiously. But this is personal. This is a personal relationship with God as your personal savior. And you get to know him personally. It's beyond just being saved. The Bible said, moving on from the rudiments of Christ, we get to know him as a brother. We get to know God as a father. But you got to work your way there. It's not all in one day. In my closing today about rest is something you got to do, beloved. You have to learn to rest in God. This Bible has gazillion stories people trusting God, and it has gazillion stories of people who refuse to trust God and got horrible results. Eternal bad results. If there's anybody listening to this broadcast right now that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, oh, you need to learn how to trust God more and rest in him. Let's pray. First, let's pray for you that's unsaved. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. It's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my life, come into my heart. And so save me right now. Wash me in your precious blood, Lord Jesus. Give me to know that I have eternal life. Save me right now. Open my understanding of your word as I read it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, those of you that want to learn and grow more and trust in God and learn to lean, and rest in him. Let me pray. Father, I ask that you touch every liberal soul under the sound of my voice right now. I ask that you touch them and give them strength to trust you and learn how to rest in you. One day at a time. One hour at a time. One second at a time. One moment at a time. Help them learn how to trust in you. Oh, God, help us overcome our fears of unbelief and lack of trust in Jesus' name. Now, listen, beloved, you can go to our website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org. www. What did I say? www.tabernacleofdeliveranceinc.org. Um, and you can leave a prayer request, uh, a testimony, or you can become a partner and help us with the ministry. 
And I, oh, you could directly send a, a, a love gift through the Cash App at Pastor B.L. Wells. But I wanted, I was thinking about something just before you go. I was thinking about how a lot of people like to write letters and send it through the mail. Everybody's not interested in sending stuff through online and stuff. So you could, you could write to us today, anytime you want, at the Tabernacle of Deliverance, P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York, P.O. Box. Oh, excuse me. Uh, let's have a story of 10993. That's the Tabernacle of Deliverance, P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. You can even send a check too. Money order, anything you want. I don't recommend you send cash. You send your check, check or money order, make it out to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Incorporated. On two Wednesday night at Bible study at 8 p.m., I'll see you then. Remember, beloved, let's rest in God this week. God bless.